Let's go! Who's up next? Welcome, Internet, to the Xbox Empire podcast, part of the Play Some Video Games Network of Podcasts. I'm Elaine, joined by Donnie. Greetings, Koopalings. <laughs> it's Wednesday. What are you doing? It's hump day. What are you doing? It's, it's, it's been a hell of a... It has been a hell of a It's had a long two and a half days. I'm really excited to podcast with you. I'm yeah, excited to I was get away for a minute. Yes, I was like, I'm putting this do not record sign on my basement door, and I was like, kids, I love you, but deal with your dad. You're his problem. You're never a problem. You're a blessing. Make some cereal. So you're his blessing. Figure yeah, it's, yeah. You're his blessing. All right, we have lots to talk about because it, it never s- stops. It's exhausting. We're launching the console. <laughs> I wish we were launching the console because then I would have it now. It's coming soon. It, we'll get there. Let me give a shout out to our Patreon producers and then we'll get there because I need the official countdown date. Before we get into this, big thanks to the Patreon producers and also everybody with the re- re- retweets on the bird app and the discord and all of the other Patreon support, but the producers, Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh Bonesaw Bourbon, Chris McElfrish, Devin Tyus, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calicote, Michael Masick, the egg Shen, Zach Bradshaw, Nick Fallhaber, rude days, 93, Robbie Manuel, Ben Moxham and grouchy surge. As always gotta keep that one last forever. I like the girl in my life. Get that two hours of Rebecca DLC that just dropped. We had yeah, several dude. folks that just signed up just to hear her episode. She's a star. She's such Stop a star. It, She's a we 9, love you. Thousand Twitter followers. I know. She's more popular than both of us. Combined. I knew DK Magpie when she had like 60 followers. Okay. I was there at the beginning. I'm like that. You were there fan. in the beginning. Yeah. I hope you're saying that about me and you someday. We, you know, we were, we were following each other in the beginning. Now we're huge stars for now. We're just here to talk about a console that's coming out in how many days, Donnie, give me a number. I have 19 days and three hours, which means 18 (laughs) days, 18 days from the time you're hearing this podcast. We're 18 days out now. It seems like forever because it seems forever. It does. We're going to go through hell before we get to November 10th. It's going to be a real lit couple weeks here in the United States of but America. Only 18 more days. 18 more days. 2020 has already been three decades long. So really, what's 18 more days? That, that's that's the really way that I see way this. Of looking at it. We've gone through all of the plagues at this point. We've gone through all of the revelations books. Can we just get a console? Could you imagine a last minute delay? <laughs> It, because locusts swarmed in and took it. Something happens, right? <laughs> they're like, guys, frogs. it'll be December 10th. It'll be parted rivers. That'll be what we're will not happen. doing this. We're not doing off, this. That'll set off the purge. I will flip an actual table over. People will be I will, very angry. I will actually realize my Italian angry lady fantasy and just flip a table. I saw the it'll DLC happen. stuff for Valhalla today and all the other yeah. stuff for Valhalla today. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to play Valhalla. You're going to play Valhalla. Because you want to be a war Viking, lady or man, doesn't matter. Vikings are cool. Fun. I'm like Vikings oh, no. are cool. How am Vikings I gonna, have access. How am I going to play all these games? You're not. I uh, I made. <laughs> I was telling my husband this because you know my husband. My husband loves a good spreadsheet. Uh, yeah. You want to get under my husband's collar? It's a spreadsheet. I love him. He's a nerd. And I was like, I made a spreadsheet, and he's like, What you doing? I'm like, You know, figuring out how much money I'm going to spend the week of November eighth. And he's like. 
would you get to? And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you a number. I'm going to tell you a number. I'm just going to tell you there are like eight or nine games I want to play that week that are out <laughs> in a three-day period. And he's like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, just thinking of quitting my job. Yeah. Just, he's like, can you make a living doing this? I'm like, absolutely well, not. Really <laughs> uh, so I guess my question really comes down to, can I get a great sense of enjoyment from playing mm-hmm. three games mm-hmm. that I rotate constantly? Across different systems. Can I like play one on Monday, the other one on Tuesday, the next one on Wednesday, and just keep that going? Is that a good way to enjoy a game? That's a good I question. Just to commit to one, make her way. the lady of my life for a period of time, and then get to the other one. <laughs> I feel like you need to, this is the perfect time to test this. This is the perfect time for empirical data about whether or not you can do that. Empirical data, you say? I mean, you know, get some numbers. Like, get some, rate your enjoyment every day on a scale of one to 10 and see what happens when you come off the other side. I mean, if you paid attention to Twitter today, I mean, there's nothing to be excited about. The Xbox has no (laughs) No games. games. It's just the launch lineup is horrible. It's so Oh, Lord. I, I actually did. I did make a list and there's a lot of video games. Here on I am list. trying to figure out what I'm going, how I'm going to handle myself through January 1st, at least. It's going to be, I'm going to be, this podcast will slowly be more of my hair coming undone and <laughs> being curled and crazy because With I can't. Time? I don't know what I'm, I don't, there's too many, there's too many video games. I, I feel like people have already forgotten what The Witcher was. <laughs> They're like, oh Stop. yeah. You know, CD Project Red is going to release a game. Uh, I'll play it in a weekend. No, nobody's doing that to Cyberpunk. You're going to be playing Cyberpunk for weeks, if not months. I, I, this is a real problem for me personally because, like, I say this a lot, but because of the genre list that I enjoy is so broad, like, I want to play everything. It's not just like, it's not FOMO, like, oh, everybody is doing it, so I want to. It's no, I like all these. I have four legit games that I desperately (sighs) want to see a, a significant investment in. I want to play Age of Calamity. I want to play Ooh, yeah. Valhalla. I yeah. want to play Cyberpunk. And I yeah. want to play Call of Duty. And wow. I wasn't they, expecting Call of Duty to be they like, oh, all that, release oh, in like eight days. I know. I, I literally, I, like I said, I made. I just, what am I supposed to do? I, we, I don't, I can't quit this job because then I can't finance this hobby. That's the problem. This is a, this is the classic. Uh, when I was twenty, I had more time than money, and now that I'm thirty, I have in my thirties, I have more money than time. That's that's the way it goes. Which is a first world problem in 2020. Sure. Okay. Let's just be very clear. I mean, but, we're podcasting. Uh, podcasting in itself is so luxury. Indicative of yeah of our yeah. stature. <laughs> like, look, we know who we are, Donnie. Yeah, <laughs> we're know? not even talking uh, to each other on the phone. We're recording no. it in no. hopes that other people also want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And they do. It's weird. <laughs> Sometimes I'm it. like, are you sure? I absolutely love it. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, there's, I don't, the games are, there's too many video games. There's a lot. This is a, this is a problem I didn't think I would have coming into a launch lineup because usually you come into a launch lineup and it's like, there's a video game or two. I was told by um, several experts today that the Xbox One was a better launch. It had Rise. I can't, I need to go lay down. Like if you actually anything, might have taken me out. And look, I understand the point they're trying to make. I get that. I understand it. And it's true. Uh, By the way, I should have mentioned, we released an extra episode this past week where I did Mm -hmm. two hours breaking down the 30 launch lineup games that Xbox is doing with the Xbox Drive Ball. And uh, I said it then. It's not a stellar launch lineup if you're looking at it through that prism. The problem is that prism is so broken today. Like, that's not an adequate way of looking at it. You're not looking at the launch window. You're not looking at the quality of the games that you have. Who cares it, about 
an exclusive to a machine or anything if it's Rise. Also, who cares about Rise? Questionable launch games when you could just have games you might have played and gotten frustrated with at the end of a console cycle better. We you know a, what I mean? Like we we're had not Assassin's playing the same. Creed Unity on Xbox One, right? Shh. And now we have Valhalla. I'm really excited about Valhalla. Right? I, I can't say this enough. Like I'm I feel like that's a cosplay I and might we had actually Rise. Yeah. And now we have Cyberpunk. And yeah, they're not exclusive. And yeah, you can totally buy them on the last gen Who system. Cares? But the game is different now. We're it's not playing awesome. the same game. Either way, yeah, it's really going to be awesome. This is a, this is a the first two like no, not the first week in November. Second week in November is very exciting. This first week in November is a dumpster fire. Plus guaranteed. Game Pass. Like yeah. that that was another thing that the the whole and I'm I'm just tangenting here because today I'm allowing you to do it. Today's little so. talky talk like really kind of bummed me out because it was like I said this to um, my good friend Chase on Twitter today to evaluate the Xbox based on its launch lineup of exclusive or brand new titles on day one is completely omitting and missing the entire point, the pitch of the box, the service in the ecosystem. We've said this before. We'll continue to say this, right? It's we're not playing the same game as in 2013. This or, is not or 2004 or 1994. Or, it's a whole different world now. We're looking at a different definition of a home console. We're looking at a different definition of like all of that stuff. Like it's it's a different situation, and these are different boxes, and they're looking to do different things. We've you never know? ever launched a console where somebody could actually bring it home day one and play hundreds, if not yes. thousands, of games. Yes. I can hot swap my existing One X. How for this box? How magic voodoo? Ma- they have a voodoo doll. How I don't know does who that launch lineup? Yeah, weaker than anything else. And oh, look, there's new. I, I, Nathan, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm I'm glad you liked Rise. I thought Rise was fine. Rise was fine, but it was I did fine. not hate Rise. You know, it was pretty. It was pretty. It's not cyberpunk. It's not going to no. be cyberpunk. It never was going to be cyberpunk. Yeah. And and in and a lot of this stuff, I even brought it up today again. You know, people are talking about uh there's not enough games, and this had this many sequels. And it's like the Switch launched with three games. And it's one of my favorite systems in my house right now, hands and nobody down. Nobody cared. No. Like people cared no. the week before the Switch launched out, and then day two, yeah. nobody cared. This is the conversation that we always have leading into hardware launches. We just haven't done it in so long that we forgot how this usually goes. How this usually goes is everybody fights amongst themselves about which games are better at launch yeah. and who has the better launch and who has more exclusives. And then the consoles come out and everybody just shuts up and plays some video games, which is the point. Social media and like, has made it worse. It has. I think that the explosion of the bird app has definitely. We are overanalyzing <laughs> everything, yeah, every, which is we why can. we were complaining about the why people are complaining about the the resolution of the UI, right. which I thought was hilarious. Which that oh god, I have never not once doing that looked today. at my Xbox and went, you know, it's a little fuzzy. <laughs> we're not doing that today. We're not doing it. I will not turn this podcast around. A thing I have threatened so many before here we are look consoles are coming out in 18 days which is just over two so excited weeks. i can't wait i got my s today i was one of the oh, lucky you, the people that got in through got best pre-order? buy yeah best buy dropped a bunch of more consoles today which i think is interesting uh they're trickling them out amongst the retailers i hope that means that this launch goes smooth for everybody who ordered and gets what they want oh my god please let oh. one thing in 2020 go well and i Get sold me my cyberpunk to oh. a friend of the PSVG family who's going to meet me. We're going to meet to buy it. We're selling it to him at a discount, of course. Um, I wouldn't. I would never take, uh, you know, fam fam money like that. But I'm selling it to him at a, at a sweet discount, and uh, hopefully that I get a, a cool selfie 
that we get to pick yeah. and an experience out yeah, of it. But uh, yeah, I posted today. I was like, hey, I've got this cyberpunk console. It's less than a year old. I keep my stuff in pristine condition. Like I am looking to just replace my Series S money with this console. And yeah. I, I even took a little less. I didn't realize he was so close. I was like, dude, like if you're so close and we're just going to meet, don't worry about it. Like what's, you don't even have to ship it. What's 50 bucks between friends? <laughs> oh, know? look at you. Like, like that's I, the experience and the story will be worth the, yeah. the, any any money so i am i am let's jacked. go i've got yeah my, let's go i've got my external ssd i oh, am that's right stacked <laughs> i am ready to go just like cards lined up ready to be jacked into this system I've on day moved, one on i've morning. already moved files I, between which ones oh my god i cleared a space on it i think i said this last week but if i didn't i cleared a space on my shelf for the, the dueling obelisks uh that will be up there my husband's like do you really need this much space? I'm like, I don't think, let me paint a word picture for you. <laughs> These are big boys. These are big, thick boys. So I think that we're not the only ones excited. It Look, Phil Spencer is giving, uh, he's giving interviews because that's what Phil Spencer does. Mr. Spencer, if you're nasty and I might be, uh, <laughs> look, um, so he actually gave an interview to Kotaku. This who was kind a, of, an insane this was a hell interview. of an interview. Yeah. There was a lot of information. They in got, the scoop all the scoop i feel like that's always been the kotaku the great kotaku story right like yeah. they often do but they got they got some information out of him and some really interesting quotes and sound bites um let's talk about the series s since you got one ordered today and it's you know let's talk about how he feels about this box where does phil land on on this box he he seems to think i mean he seems to think of it as a both a low end you know, sure. Xbox and that companion console that we've talked about before, you know, yep. quote, maybe buying two $500 consoles is going to be a difficult thing. So he said, Hey, let's make sure we've got something to catch a second console owner, which is a thing we've discussed on the show a number of times. I think like, it's proven in the marketplace that it's smart to be the companion. You can sell yes. a lot if you can make yourself the companion. I think the Wii was the companion console. The Switch is largely too. Yeah. You can make an easy argument, and I think that what Nintendo did at that $300 price point is set set the barrier that Xbox felt like they had to hit. They felt like if they were going to sell this thing as a companion, it had to hit that number. Yeah. And I and that astonishes me because of what's in this box. Um, he also mentioned that he had some games on this thing load faster than on his X, just because you know they're they're pushing in lower res graphics. We've discussed Smart that. Smart delivery, the term everybody keeps oh, making fun of. Jason Ronald said that when they unveiled it, he said, like, look, because this is lower in GPU, it's not loading that type of stuff. So your game files might be smaller. Your load times might be quicker. Right. Um, same CPU, same memory storage. It's just the GPU. It's just the graphical output, which we've also seen right. several examples this week. Games running in 4K, like the Tourist runs in 4K on the S. So for people that were like, you know, the S can only do 1080p. No, it's going to do a lot of new games in 1080p. Right. That's going to be a, a real thing, but there'll be plenty of games that go 1440 or higher. Yeah, absolutely. It's not that it can't push that. It's just not going to push that for everything. Like they're right. not going to give you the same. Obviously, they're not going to give you the it's same different GPU. Well. There's a limit. Yeah. Indie games yeah, it, and stuff, you will still get all the performance that you can get out of it. Absolutely. And if you if you're sitting on a 1080p TV, how much do you care? Doesn't matter. You know, you just how much do you care? Like put that box on there. Let's do that. You know. Um. He also think this was an interesting comment, and I believe he's right. Uh, he thinks that doesn't matter who you are, any unit you put into the market next month is going to sell. So I brought you that know. up today. Let me ask you this, tying into the little rant I just took about this launch lineup. 
knowing that no matter what, when the big three platform providers launch console, it will sell out. Like I, that's just on record. The Xbox One sold out. The Wii U sold out. Like they mm-hmm. all sell out for the at least the first month, even if it's a colossal flop. You're yeah. gonna sell out the first month. Does it make a lot of sense to have an exclusive launch title in that window? That's an interesting conversation. Or does it make more sense to maybe hold on to that for month two or three or six, or accidentally next year? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like I was. I mean, I brought that up today because there was two things. The people that were really uh, going at the Xbox launch lineup, they seem really focused on box exclusives, which I've said it before, so I won't dwell on it, but I feel like the thing of the past. It's like an old way of looking at it. It's so antiquated today. Um, but even even with, with the exclusive part of it, like think about how many people are not getting one of their favorite consoles in 19 days. Right. So, so if you had an exclusive Halo then all of these people couldn't play it. That sucks. That's not a good thing. I also think that the people who are frothing day one, who are having multiple windows open to buy consoles, with the exception of people like me, who's an idiot and will buy everything because that's because I can and I want to, they've already picked. I don't necessarily think that the games themselves matter for, I would say, probably 80% of those day one purchasers. They know what ecosystem yeah, they're they going to stay in. The and this argument is just there to be they're the either schoolyard. going one way or the other or they're going all. Yeah, which is me. I'm I'm that I'm that idiot. Uh, I know who I am. And in okay? and in both in all scenarios, you're right. They've already all picked. They made that choice. Like you're fighting on Twitter about exclusives because you want to have an argument on Twitter. Yeah. You're not fighting on Twitter about exclusives because you're trying to make a case for somebody to buy a box. You already know what you're gonna do, dude. Yep. Like, yep. It, and that's fine. Like that's okay. Like if you want to own a PlayStation, that's that's totally your choice. And if you want to own an Xbox, and if you want to be a big dumb idiot and buy both, you can be me. But like, did, all of these people who are having these arguments, they already made their call. It's they're buying an ecosystem and the down the line purchases. And that's okay. That's totally good. But no, who is sitting there wringing their hands at this point? You buy early hardware box. for the long term promise. And that's why it was Absolutely. good for Xbox to say, we bought Bethesda. We're bringing back Fable. That's sure. why that stuff means something. Because you buy now knowing that that's down the road. Absolutely. Um, or you don't buy now because you can't get one in your point stands. Like I you make a decision next year. All the argument know? that we had like all summer, like the last six or eight months about Spider-Man's exclusive to PS5 and you like now, now that we're almost here, I hope people like look at that and realize that that was, that it is a bad thing. Think of all the millions of people that wouldn't have got to play Spider-Man. And here's the thing. Sure. It's not like the pre-order process was good. It was, no, a, that was a nightmare across the board. Right. So it's like, yes. what is the point of locking a game to that console where everybody else can't play it? That doesn't it, make any it's, sense. Like, it's 20. It, it made sense a decade ago. Yes. Seven years ago. Because it was a different world seven years ago. I, I actually think that well, what happened. Last gen, we had a lot of last at the start of last, like we had a lot of crossover. I think yeah, the sure. point is yep. true. Like. And I, this is why I always say it's old. I think it's old. I think it's tired. It's like it's old fashioned. And the reason I say it is when you upgraded to the Super Nintendo or 64 or Saturn or GameCube, the technologies in every one of those boxes were so vastly different. They ran yeah. completely different engines. Stuff was not compatible without reworking. All of that is gone. It's yes. just not a part of today's world at all. Like it's all gone. <laughs> it's all and, old. And in replacing that has come this like, commitment to an ecosystem like 
if you play on PlayStation and you've collected all these trophies on PlayStation and you own these digital purchases, like, are you really going to flip that script and just buy an Xbox? Like, it would have to be an earth shattering thing for you to make that choice. And even then, you would rather back justify your PS5, even if it doesn't seem ideal on paper or vice versa for an Xbox person, because you've invested so much. Like, I have a ton of achievement points. There are people who care about those numbers. Like, you don't just swap, especially day one purchasers. Those are the people who have humongous libraries of video games. And I love the are. Switch, and I love it. its launch. It gave me one of my favorite games of all time, but that Switch launch doesn't compare to the Xbox Series X launch. No, absolutely not. But Nintendo, Nintendo has found magic with that little box. I had Snipper Clips, Shovel Knight, and Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For a long time. Yeah. Now, I have a huge Switch library now, so... Yeah. Which will, I'm sure will break my heart at a later and, date. And could you imagine if... Could you imagine... I've been bringing this up on Nintendo Shack. Uh, sorry, oh, to Nintendo Take Xbox thing that's going to raise my blood Could you pressure. imagine if the next Switch was like, it's not backwards compatible? I, the probability is high. I would high. snap it in half. I'm so <laughs> angry if that happens. <laughs> probability is pretty high, dude. They don't like to do that. I just don't do think that. we can do that anymore. I think this is a different world. You can't I do that do. anymore. Unless you change the game. Right? If they go away from mobile, back to... PC architecture, I understand. They won't though. But they won't. So if they, they do keep that. they keep their little mobile arm based system, then it better be backwards compatible. I, I I actually think that of, or we of have the Xbox serious going issues. Forward. Yeah, I think that of the Xbox going forward now. You've now set a precedent. Yep. Right. And good or bad or ugly or however you feel about it, when once you set a precedent like that on a digital library that can then be huge, like you I have a, a precedent like we believe in generations. Oh, stop that. <laughs> I've made that joke like 15 times in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you about the S. So Phil Phil thinks that the S might outsell yes. the X, which I so agree He with. does think that. And yeah. I think that that long-term does have the potential to be yep. true. I, do, um, I agree. I think that we may reach an inflection point where the X starts to outsell as the number of 4K TVs in people's homes increases. Ooh, that's interesting. I, I think that there will be a bell curve of S sales and, a, and an inverted one for X sales. I, I, think I think as prices come down for both, the S will continue to gain popularity. And I also think as the price comes down for accessories and storage, I think the S will yes. continue to gain popularity. And I think as we have mid-gen refreshes, I think the that's S will continue to gain popularity. That's because, a very interesting conversation. Yeah, because I could yeah. see an S Pro or an S Plus or whatever, uh, obviously with more storage at the same price. But even what if they even gave it a GPU boost? Yeah, that's what I was wondering too. It, it The thing is, there's going to reach a point where people are buying more 4K TVs and that turnover, like the ratio of 1080p to 4K flips, right? <clears throat> Eventually that's going to happen. It's It hasn't yet, but it's working its way there. And once that happens, I think people are going to, who care, are going to make the call and so they that's might the flip. the question is how many people care? Let's that's say you, let's say you can sell let's say they can sell 70 million consoles. Of those 70 million people, how many people do you think really care? Uh less than a third. I was going to say third. Less Yeah, I, I would say it's 30. Like, <laughs> I I I really do think that it's like a, you know, I think more people care about cost. I 100% guarantee in 2020 that is 100% correct and into 2021 because I mean, the economic situation we are in as a country and a world is such that, yes. 100%. I don't want to use my use case to just, you know, predict the future for the rest of the world, but like the value of the S is in itself that I bought it. Yeah, sure. I bought an X and then I was like, but I also want this on the other TV. That's the value of the S. The value of the S is that it's so attainable at that price that on a Black Friday deal or a used deal or a temporary price cut, a lot of people go, ah, why not? 
I think that's a walk in the store. 260 purchase. bucks. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's so much yeah. different buying that than $500. $500 requires some thought. Yeah. I, it's funny that you say that because we turn that over in our in double for a cell phone every year. I spent like people. three grand no. today. <laughs> I, it's it's like it's funny because 500 bucks like yeah it sounds like a lot of money for a video game console but i gotta walk around with a freaking thousand dollar phone in my hand all day it's ridiculous and then i don't refresh mine every year but some people do most so people like, do but yep. 500 dollars i'm like i don't think you, but you're that's, holding that's a necessary item <clears throat> right people have to I have mean, a phone to but you don't have to have a 1500 dollar phone yeah but you, you also you know don't I mean? have to have a video game console but you, are, you very fact, guys very much most people don't Right. Most people don't have consoles, even with yes. all the consoles we have. They still, as I always say, console market is legit like 200 million people. Yeah. That's not Absolutely. even a console for everybody in America. That's globally. That's like the global right. console space. In a lot of ways, the console space, people should always look think of it as like a pie chart. Console space, tiny minority compared to mobile Absolutely. and PC. Absolutely. It's 100% true because we Tiny. have those things for other causes. And so yep. it's just a duping situation. Oh, I already have this. So the S could serve to be that thing, though. Oh, you want a 4K Blu-ray player? Uh, does it play 4K Blu-rays? It doesn't, does it? No, no disk drive. No di oh, that's right. It has no disk drive. Yep. I forgot all about that. It's so adorable. Wait for I, the it, S to be like $99. I would buy one for, I, well, I'm going to buy at least one used for one of my children because it's time they got, they're sitting on <laughs> the Betamax of consoles up in their room. So, <clears throat> all right. What else do we have to talk about? All right. Well, look, we couldn't have an interview with Phil without <laughs> Mr. Spencer, without talking about this Bethesda deal again, because everybody wants to know. So this is an interesting conversation. I loved it. <clears throat> I'm clearing my throat. I apologize. The question was essentially, can they recoup the money they spent on Bethesda's purchase or Zenimax's purchase by omitting PlayStation? And, and Phil was very quick to say, yeah, and largely because the point is not to recoup the cost of that. It's So here's the thing. It's a great question to ask it from is. press side because you're painting him in a corner and you're kind of making mm -hmm. him have to answer. But the premise of the question as it was being used is a terrible premise. Yeah. It's just a yeah. terrible premise. Right. That's not how companies act. Um, yeah, he he want he. They're trying to paint him into a. Do you are you going to lock your games to an Xbox yeah, yeah. console? Just ask the damn question, man. Like you know, like asking it this way is kind of frustrating. Like, I think we've discussed this multiple times. You do you don't spend money on an acquisition to make back that money. But I That's like, not the way that business works. I like that they acted that they asked this question actually to him because for all of the people that have been saying it, it actually right. made him go on record and respond to it. So uh, yeah, and he did to his credit. Yep. Uh, how did he answer this, Donnie? Why don't you tell me? I'll be Phil Spencer here. The deal yep. was not done to take games away from another player base like that. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people to be able to play games. But I'll also say in the model, I'm just answering directly the question that you had. When I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices that we had, and we have xCloud, and PC, and Game Pass, and our console base, I don't have to go ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make the deal work for us. Whatever, Whatever that, that means. means. The bottom line is, he asked the question, they answered. I'm not worried about how much I spent if, if the only place the games land is on my stuff. Jeff Don't Grubb, worry about it. Jeff Grubb broke this down expertly, actually. Um, he brought it in a very good, like a financial, not games 
space, which right. I appreciate because I feel like the people that keep saying this, like it's suddenly it's weird that PlayStation fans are suddenly worried about Microsoft's financials. Like that's a weird place to be in. Oh, that's why we're all very bored and we don't have consoles. So we're <laughs> but, talking uh, about as Jeff Shrub put it, and this is how people need to think about it. They spent seven point five billion. By the way, completely out of reserve. They yeah, over, no, Microsoft has a ton of money. Over Dude. forty billion in cash. Yeah, they're very liquid too. Yeah. Interestingly enough, my in husband cash. actually also broke this down for me. He's like, they're one of the companies in tech that's very liquid, which is rare. So, so. the question of the acquisition isn't how fast, how many Bethesda games can they sell to make seven point five billion dollars. That's not the question. Right. The question that you need to be concerned with is, will the money earned? from profits and Game Pass subscriptions from the acquisition of Bethesda equal or exceed the interest that that right. $7.5 billion yes. in cash was just sitting there earning? Earning. And yes. The, the answer is yes. Like undoubtedly, right. yes. The let's say you're lucky and you're earning game. two. Yeah. Let's say you're earning 2% on that money. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's absolutely. And you're it's right. not in a year and it's not no. in five years. It's not a console cycle. They're looking at an acquisition 30 years away this isn't beyond this is a, nadella beyond phil like they won't even reap the bit it'll be they'll be gone by yeah. the time all this happens it, it's and this is a company that doesn't care because this is a company that has the money to do it you know like this this is they can do it they can just let's do it <laughs> you know what i mean and i think that this speaks spending that kind of money doesn't necessarily speak to how quickly they can recoup the cost it speaks to the confidence that they have in, in a service they're building Right, they speaks to the confidence of Game Pass. Right, I'm going to spend 7.5 billion dollars to flush Game Pass out even more. Yep, that's how confident I am in my service. It wasn't right? even like an acquisition, as more of it was a reinvestment into their yeah. own thing. They're just it's investing exactly into their what own it is. Thing. Yes, which is as any financial person will tell you is the way to grow a business. Smart. It's brilliant. That's what you do with the money that's sitting around. You don't sit and hoard it like a dragon like Donnie does with memory units. All right. Look, you reinvest it into yourself. Yeah, that's right. I brought it back. It had to happen. I'm, I'm an elephant. I never so, forget. All right. Anything. So I saw two reactions from this. The first mm -hmm. reaction was actually my first reaction. So I'm going to use my reaction as the reaction I saw from the rest of the world. My first <laughs> reaction that I posted the moment the story hit in our Discord was Bethesda games are exclusive to Game Pass. I still don't believe you. I just think the conversation is they don't have to go to the PlayStation 5. Sure. I think this statement paints it extremely clear, almost as clear as possible without explicitly saying they're exclusive to Game Pass, that they are exclusive to Game Pass. I don't see That's... I don't see any other way of reading this with the exception that I saw several people saying that he said that we want more people to be able to play games. That means yes. they're coming to PlayStation. I'm like, did you I not don't... read the entire statement. <laughs> I think I, I think what he's done, and let me, I want to give Phil Spencer a lot of credit because getting painted into a corner live in an interview like this and handling it this way is some expert level stuff. He is good. Like you have, he is very composed. He he, uh, no, he, uh, he's like that. I think he le like legitimately, maybe over the years, right? But he's built a very good interview persona. And he's, he's done well, but you had to know that he was ready for this question. He was ready this for the question. question. Yes, but he handled it really well, and he said exactly as much as he needed to say. I agree. He answered the question. To, to, we don't. We don't need to. 
to support my take from it, I only go to the next comment he made when he was asked yes. about putting their games on Nintendo, and he yes. said it doesn't feel sustainable. Sustainable is an interesting word to use. It is. Because he says, to consider Xbox games on a case-by-case basis for Switch, in order to really support it, I would want a full Xbox ecosystem somewhere, and that probably means things like Xbox Live and Game Pass and stuff. And stuff, Again, yes. if they're not going to publish games to Nintendo on a case-by-case basis without Game Pass. I don't think they're going to publish games to PlayStation on a case-by-case basis without Game Pass. At I'm going to play Devil's not Advocate. Many. I'm going to play Devil's Advocate because I think that bumping those games to Switch is more work than putting them on a PlayStation console because you have to consider how much less you can ring out of that out of that device. Sure, of course. It becomes it becomes a different conversation. Do you know what I mean? I I think you're probably right. In the long run, they're probably going to eventually, like a couple of games will come out on PS5 or they'll be timed exclusive to Game Pass. You'll get a few and then they'll just be done. Yeah, I, th- um, I think I don't think we're going to get anything else beyond the ones that are already agreed to. And I'm, I've I, you know, like I'm not trying to say that I want that to happen. I want to be clear. We've already talked about this, but mm-hmm. new listeners may not know you and I are both very open and, and quite happy if they put games on playstation 5 games should go everywhere yeah i don't care <laughs> but yeah. i think the push and this is what i said the day that this the, the bethesda acquisition came out the push isn't consoles and the push isn't revenue the push is Agreed. game pass it's a service they're Their selling you first uh success metric is recurring game pass subscriptions Agreed. that's before revenue that's Agreed. before units sold everything is how many subscribers did we have this month and how many do we have next month? That's what it's about. Okay. And every time you put one game anywhere else, you lessen that metric. Yeah, I think I actually think this is going to be interesting. I think that the reason he's not being committal here is because he wants to wait and see what the PS5 does. I really do think that. I think, you know, if That's he smart. sits there and it's a good like, opinion. He, he could if they sell huge numbers, it's not necessarily a conversation about how much money they'll make on it, but there is a conversation about getting those games in front of more people and potentially using maybe one or two games that go over to drag people into that companion. See, I situation. would, and I will, and I will, I will be your devil's advocate. That's if fair. Bethesda That's how makes a really great game that everybody wants to play. Then you that the hold it. Seller. That's true. Until Switch and PlayStation yes. allow the xCloud Game Pass app to be published on their stores. I totally think mm. that Xbox will totally, if ever given the ability to do so, they would happily put the Game Pass app on other consoles. And they'll let you stream yeah. those games until your heart's content for, for 15, 20 bucks a month. Like, they're happy to do that. And I think that's the idea. I think that's what they want to do. They want to put Game Pass on everything. And that if, includes PlayStation and Switches. I think if they can make a really compelling argument to Nintendo, Nintendo would go there with them. I think because I, I think there are a lot I of games that Nintendo happen. Nintendo is missing out on, yep. and they can't. And they've used streaming as a solution yep. in other countries. So I could see Nintendo saying, "Yeah, well, we'd love to have that Resident Evil 8." If a game we Pass can't takes it. off and the content library is good enough, I even see that as a way of forcing PlayStation's hand. There's no way they will ever do it. I disagree. I I think there's no way because if Game Pass they, has. 80 nah. million subscribers. Nope. And they're shelling out 15 bucks a month and PlayStation can get a kickback of that just I by don't... putting the streaming on their thing. Cause that's the thing. It's just streaming. You're not losing yes. games sold. If it, anything, I you're only enhancing true. the PlayStation user base. That's fair. The thing I think about that is I don't know that they would be able to find a deal 
a financial deal that would sell it to them. I agree. I think they would that want more I, than Microsoft would be would willing to It would absolutely kill PlayStation Now. I mean, there's there's a yes. lot to... There's too financially, much... Financially, there's a lot here. I'm just saying it doesn't have to be this generation. I see a world where Game Pass is the next big thing where they're paying it into a corner. You may not have a choice. That exists. Maybe. That's a possibility. That, it, sure. Yeah. You know what? I can't sit here and say that it isn't a possibility because we're at the point now where anything is possible. Consoles are different, right? Yeah. There's a possibility that we get to next generation and they both just decide to be service companies. Yeah. You know, there's a possibility that apps going forward. 100 yeah. percent. They may have whatever box they may they may call each other up and say, look, why don't we just get some hardware into the freaking market and together and just once again, push apps. The other thing that I bring up, and I'm going to continue to bring it up because I don't feel like the press is covering this part of it nearly enough. The acquisition of Bethesda and their entire property, like IP ownership, that I think puts Xbox over the edge in a content delivery service. So let's say the future is all apps. I don't think Xbox before Bethesda really had enough to stand on by themselves without third party to warrant a subscription from you. Now? Agree. Now they do. Yes. They do now. Like with Bethesda, there's totally if like let's say we had we just had a Roku yep. and subscriptions, right? You could subscribe to Ubisoft, you could subscribe to EA. You are absolutely subscribing to Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox, because Bethesda and Xbox, that's a great catalog. Like without Bethesda, it's, it's a good catalog, but it's got some hits and some misses and some things that are for some people and not others. But with Bethesda, it's a no-brainer. I also think that it gives you that like you're guaranteed to be able to open up Game Pass and find all of Microsoft's existing games. Like, the games, that they're always on Game Pass. They don't get cycled off, yep. right? So if now the argument is, w- once they get to it, all of the Bethesda stuff is always there as a yeah. base. Yep. The, the problem for me is always the cycling, right? I love Game Pass. I use it a ton. But, like, you're never going to boot it up and guarantee a game you want is on there if it's a third party. Sure. If they own it, then it's going to be there. Yep. I'm going to be able to play Forza gonna happen every time and right I, th- I think the video wars have proven that it's not about who has the best format it's not about blu-ray it's not about dvds like that was a thing of the past it's now We're about who has content it, and it's xbox this, yeah three years ago was severely lacking in content and they've caught up they they made a, a judgment call in this generation that we're sitting at the end of right now that they were going to become what they've always been which is a services company microsoft is a services company. They sell you Office 365. They sell you Windows. They're a software and services company. They don't sell you boxes. And they made the call. They were like, you know what? Why don't we just lean into what we are good at? And it paid off. This think, is paid off. And I think publishing those games and other ecosystems does lessen the value of their, their first priority content library. I, I 100% think that th- there will never be a scenario again, with the exception of the exclusive that have already been signed of day and date release. On that, both that, platforms. Yeah, that I agree with. Even that if they were done. to publish Elder Scrolls, it wouldn't be for a year or something. We are we are done with day and date once those two games launch yep. on PS5 as as promised and as locked in. That is definitely done. If I, I was you a diehard PlayStation fan, I think the best uh, the best all, uh, outcome is maybe you get it a year after launch. Maybe absolute best case scenario. Yeah, and I'm not and, even and sure if a year, but maybe that's best case. I think that the combination of this deal and putting the S into the market. As like, look, yeah. you could bitch about this it's in that and you can get mad. That's why I'm thinking like it's in the statement. He is saying like he is. He is implying it. Don't yes. have to use that console. You have a phone. You have a PC. Right. We have this box. We have this other box. Right. You can play these games whenever you want to. 100%. You just can't I, play I them there. 
And I don't, you know, yeah. And I think I can see, I think that this is a, this tiered strategy was set up brilliantly. Um, snap up a huge studio with a ton of games that like, no, not everybody cares about them, Bethesda but the people who the do care. Fit. It was brilliant. And then it's we're going to release a companion console into the market. Yeah. You're, if you're so and mad. And continue to support PC. So everybody gets a choice. So what they're saying to the PlayStation owners is, look, you can be big mad about this, or you can spend the same amount of money that you might spend on a Switch to solve the problem. Yep. And I think they're totally going to release all of those games individually on Steam. If you just oh, yeah, hate it, time. you don't oh, have Game Pass, they're gonna, they'll put it on Steam too. They've already uh, got that model. Yeah. The Master Chief Collection was a perfect like lean. Yep. They're they're ready. That's very smart. It's not going to um, come day and date, but they'll publish all that stuff on Steam. Yeah, they're not. They're so all smart. those PC players are still going to get to play Doom, and they're yeah. not going to have to subscribe to Game Pass. But you know, we had Kyle who just got a new PC in the Discord. I think it was right before you joined, and he loves Life is Strange. I am a huge Life is Strange fan. A uh, fantastic, huge fan. Yes. Oh, great. So he was like, I bought the game, and he showed us his receipt on Steam. I was like, What are you doing? <laughs> It's on, it's on the Game Pass, sir. Why? And he was like, I just, I don't want to. I was like, I don't know why. I don't know why you would spend well, three times what you had to pay. But there, there is that argument about cycling, once sure. again. And some people, like, I am a, a game revisitor. I realize that's not a, a big, like, a but big even if you But even if you wanted to own it, it's yeah. like, even if, so if you take Allegiance out of it, right? If you're just like, yes. I want you to spend the money as best you can. You spend $10. Yes. You get to play all of it and hundreds of other things for at least a month. And then you buy the game on sale. <laughs> yeah. Well, or actually they'll give you a discount off the top. Yeah. If yeah. you want to own a game, if you want to own a game pass. Blew game. my mind. It's and true. he actually, I think he, I think he returned it and eventually went game. Like we shamed him out of it, but that's going to keep you guys happening. Are brutal. Because it doesn't, yeah. but it doesn't make any sense. Like there's no reason other than I hate Xbox to do it. There's no reason. It, and people are entitled to that opinion. Sure. You know what I mean? Like if people sure. want, Play. I have no problem with that. If you want to pay that, you know? $70 for Doom 6 or whatever, be my guest. Yeah, that's I fine. I don't know why you do it, but <laughs> good for <laughs> you. <laughs> they continue. All right, so Kotaku did not, this was not the end of this conversation. <laughs> Kotaku decided they were also going to talk to Phil about Halo. Um, who And he said he has played Infinite recently, but had no update right now. Yo, y'all, it's not, it's not yeah, done yet. He can't talk about that. <laughs> Basically, he's not talking about it. But they, they pushed on him a little bit, and they asked if he would consider splitting that game, releasing multiplayer and single player separately. And he said, Bonnie, who is the head, Bonnie Ross, the head of the Halo franchise right now, and the team will go drive those decisions. But I think we want to make sure people feel like they have a Halo experience. I think we can look at options like that. It's interesting because I always considered, we had this conversation, you yep. and I, my Halo experience is campaign only. Other people's Halo experience is multi-only, and some people enjoy both. Which Halo experience are you giving us, man? Do you know what I mean? Like, this is a. I was going to ask you what you thought was best because this this is an interesting. This is interesting for a lot of reason. I think first and foremost, just the the current state of Xbox's lineup, I think, puts a lot of pressure on this situation. Mm -hmm. I could see it going both ways. I don't think I really have strong feelings either way. Um, as I told you, I don't think you can release single player first. If you're going to go first, you need to go multiplayer. Get people in there I, and start yeah. playing something. I legitimately think that for a game like this, that is a pillar of what Xbox has been over the years, don't do it. Don't split it. Give us that big launch, that full package, that Halo experience. Don't play games with this game. I agree with you. This is not the game. Uh, because I feel like there's a lot of people like me whose first Xbox experience and love 
was Halo. My only concern, though, is if they are thinking that single player is 12, 18 months away, can you afford yeah, to yeah. wait? Uh, yeah, well, they you might made just the argument. Hand, you know, they might just have their hand forced. I don't know, man. They got this Game Pass thing with all these Bethesda games. I'm with like, you. I'm with like, you. Like, start getting those onto people's hands. Yeah, but you're not and getting Deathloop. You're not getting Ghostwire. And those no, are coming out this year. You're not. You need That's something. That's true. Do they? Yeah. They, they don't they seem. They need something. They need in these interviews, she does not seem to have that uh, urgency. No, uh, whenever he's you. asked, you know what I mean? He doesn't seem to think that. Which And he's got the nice number crunchers with the ROI people That's behind true. it. He knows. I mean, I think he, he knows he's playing with house money at this point, but at some point. Yes. So yes. I think what I want to say is actually something that I just don't know. And I don't know if anybody knows, because I don't think they've actually gone a record to confirm or deny it. If they had, we knew that Halo multiplayer was going free to play. Uh-huh. If they had a battle royale, put that up. I agree with you on that. Although I, I think that actually. But I don't know I if think. they have that. I don't know if that's I a think- thing. Do you think that's really a good idea? Do you think that would piss off more people than it would I think you can do a multiplayer shooter in today's world if you're not doing a battle royale mode of some kind. I think I feel like if you were to poll Halo players, people who have put hundreds of hours into those yeah, games, yeah, but I don't multi, care about their opinions on a free to play game. I don't think anybody's going to come off Fortnite for it. That's Ooh, my real thought. I, I think, think that all the kids would play Halo if it was free. Oh no. I- my son I, loves Halo, and he has no reason to, but all of his friends love it. But he Halo. loves Halo as it is right now. They have Halo toys and all kinds. No, he doesn't even, he barely even plays Halo. He just loves Halo. I think that's interesting. He just, I thinks, think Halo, he just thinks Master Chief is cool. He just likes my Halo. Kids, my kids have tried other Battle Royales and won't come off Fortnite. I mean, I, and they don't have, I don't you know? think you can just... I don't think anybody's just going to take Fortnite. That's not the idea. But I'm just you, saying... You have to draw those people who love Battle Royale away from something they're already Battle Royale playing. is a part of the plan... Which I thought it was when they said it was free to play. Like I've been holding out in this, like well, it's got to be right. It's got to be. Everybody else is doing it. Warzone's doing it. Hyperscape. Like you got to do it. That's where the players are. That's what people are doing. I feel like people aren't going to come to Halo for that. I feel like that's not the thing they have in their head when they hear that sure. word. Sure, I think that's and what Halo players are thinking. But I think that's the people but you're, you're selling not trying this game to get through. Halo players. You're trying to get new Halo players. So you need to do what they're mm-hmm. doing, not what Halo players are doing, because Halo has been shrinking. You're trying to expand that. Yes. I, I wonder. That's the conversation. I wonder if they care. I wonder if this service that they are selling is so much bigger to them than this franchise that they don't care anymore sure. about new Halo players. They care about giving somebody essentially, you know, their nostalgia package. You I know? also think there's an opportunity here where they can have their cake and eat it too. Because it's mm-hmm. multiplayer and multiplayer is probably ready, what I think you can do here to buy yourself some time is to schedule some weekend beta Betas. tests. Absolutely. 100% where I'm If you're, if you're a Game go. Pass subscriber, you're going to get to play so the next Halo multiplayer mode for a weekend, and you just kind of rotate one mode at a time to give yep. yourself six months of some Halo dose while you buy yourself some single player de- development time. And that's not just Halo dose. That is subscribe to Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. And while you're here after those weekends end, since you already bought a month, why don't you check out what else is on the service? Because yep. I think that's where they care. And you could subscribe to play this weekend for a buck. Yeah. First first month's first hit you is free. You can play Halo uh, this weekend for a buck. Oh, I, and by I, the way, Doom Eternal's here? That's crazy. Exactly. Here's something else. Well, you bought a month. Yeah. Why not check it out? And that's how you get people injected in. And I think ultimately... All things equal, that's what they care about. 
You yeah. said it before. They care about bringing up that number. They don't yeah. necessarily care about moving a bajillion copies of Halo Infinite. It's going on Game Pass anyway. I had somebody ask me that, that today up. about um, uh, uh, Gears. I've been talking about the Gears collection. And oh, I think yeah. people on Twitter are starting to call it the Phoenix collection. Yeah, they really want a new collection. They want so I tweeted new, yeah. about it and, and um, uh, RetroCode, he responded to me. He was like, what about the people that own the Gears collection? I was like, so? He's like, well, they already I, bought it. I was like, I don't care. It's Game Pass. In a Game Pass is. world, do any of us care about that? I don't care about that at all. <laughs> I only care about it if I want to own a physical copy of something said, because I have like what about people thing. that don't have game pass like you're missing the boat <laughs> kind of feeling that way these days at least I don't from care a, about the people that have game pass <laughs> I think it's a real interesting proposition to have an Xbox in your house and not have that service right now doesn't make any sense there it does not but, make but any sense. more people do that than have game pass we know that of course of right. course because well, recurring subscriptions make people nervous that's yeah. that's you know it, it's just a thing that's so we know okay. that but but I'm not going to you're never going to hear me advocate for the people who don't have game pass I'm sorry I don't no, care I don't if it's disagree. the majority. I don't like you're just missing the point. I can't help you. Like <laughs> do whatever you got to do, but I'm not going to defend that stance cuz it's a worse stance. It's a bad. Uh, Donnie's just going to have a huge chess beast tattoo that says if it's not Game Pass it's if not. If I had me. it my way, we would have named this p- podcast the Game Pass podcast. That's exactly. Well, that's kind of what it's become, my dude. <laughs> like, that's that's what, what Xbox is. Well, that's, that's what, what Xbox do. is to me. And we've yeah. talked about this so many times and we'll continue to talk about this yeah. because we're never going to Buying an it. Xbox doesn't mean a console. Buying an Xbox right. means buying game pass you're you're, you're purchasing game pass. wherever and then you're you occasionally... choose to however you choose to play that yeah which is for me in multiple places because yeah. i am a monster but like i booted up my console today because uh my xbox i should be clear of all the consoles in my home because the new doom uh single player content is out and i have i have the stupid season pass for that video game and i'm in there and i'm just like my son's like, oh, mom, what's in the Game Pass app right now? And I'm like yeah. clicking through and he's like, how do they have so many freaking games in here? And I'm like, yeah. first of all, you're 10, don't say freaking. Second of all, I don't know, dude. That <laughs> completely went from, this is how my language barrier is. You I, said that and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I, I know. Well, they both get away with it all the time because they're cute and they're, they're, it's really funny when little kids I'm, I'm like. I'm a terrible parent. <laughs> no, because my kids hear me curse all the time. I'm willing to I take this like tangent. Sailor. Am I? Ca- yeah, I'm really, I'm really bad. I'm actually well behaved on this podcast because I have a sticky note. The podcast is the one time that if you've ever heard DLC, you you know oh, our DLC. Yeah, shows. you should get me on there because like <laughs> then we can actually have a conversation. But my kids are like they watch me play games with language all the time. Like yeah. they'll, I just don't prefer they say it. But he's flipping through and he's like, "Mom, can I flip through?" And I'm like, "Go ahead and flip through. Install something you want to play." You know, just click whatever you want to play and install. He's like, I can. I'm like, I put it on my son's phone. He's got a little clip and a phone. So that's smart. And then the S though, the reason I bought the S, the S is for him. Because I'm always playing mine. So the S will go upstairs and that's where he'll play Xbox. And he'll have his own Xbox. He can play on his phone in his room. He'll have the S he can play. This is actually an interesting, I'm going to, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to inject a listener question because Mm -hmm. there's a listener question that's related to this conversation. Okay. Uh, Yuli, I believe. Since you guys also have kids, what are your thoughts on Game Pass family plan? I think with additional consoles being brought into multi-gamer households is a must. How do you guys think they should implement it? I wish they would do this I so hard. I brought this up like six months ago. I felt like I, I was wish, so ahead of the curve. I wish they would do this so hard because you and I both have the same scenario with our yep. kids. Like your 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 kids, both my kids have Xboxes. What I think it's they easy. should be able to do. I think should be able to do two things that I think need to happen. I think every um, Game Pass subscriber, every Xbox Live member, even should have a child account that can use their account at the same time. That would be lovely. I think that's, the, that's number uno. We need to have that. Yeah, that would be good. And then a family pass plan for Game Pass. I don't know what that looks like. It would have to be some sort of discount. So I would say maybe up to, let's see here. 
Maybe we're at up 15 to, a month. Up to, so 30 bucks a month for, for up to four, four people that up can play at the same time. Agree. Up to four people. I'm totally doing that. 30 bucks. Absolutely. I'm doing that today. I would. I, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm only, I, we buy gold for the kids cause they play Fortnite, but they like to party. I play together. They sometimes Mike, play other Jack games. Plays on my profile cause I'm cheap. But yeah, if, well, they, that's fair. if they gave me a cheap option, like 30 bucks a month, and yeah. then let's say I could rope you in the family plan or Kevin in there on the family go. plan. Like Nintendo does. Then it's it, totally Nintendo does it. this. Yeah, we yeah. have a 10-person Nintendo Switch yeah. PSVG family plan that it, we it's, all just share. Yeah, and I, I mean, I use the family plan in my house because we have three of us who have Switches too, but it's like, I really, this was, I saw this question. I was like, I've been thinking about this for a while. Uh, like I would love to because there's so much on Game Pass that my kids would also enjoy and that we could play together and I get why they don't necessarily want to make that leap but I'm it's already my Minecraft managing. Dungeons thing yes we wanted to and, play it together and we couldn't right right I want I'm already managing their accounts I want to play Fortnite family. with Jack on different TVs we he do that play but and he plays but you're paying for two different accounts I'm I pay for that. gold I have to pay for yeah, gold for all this and it becomes a Christmas present every year but yeah I'm incurring that cost yep. right so I wish I actually really want this to happen and I really really hope it does yeah a child because, account and a family account family plan yeah. would be great and yep. for them you know like you're saying it's $30 instead of 60 you know they're losing half the revenue but they're probably a lot of those accounts are going to probably be dedicated children revenue they weren't getting yep. anyway it's yep. going to it's going to be anytime you can lock a person in at a higher price is more valuable than not. So even if right so like I am going to buy it for 30, right? You're locking me in at right. 30 and otherwise I'm paying 15. How many yeah. more people are going to lock in at 30 versus just not have Exactly. It? There there are a lot of people like that just let their kids play Fortnite on a Switch instead of paying for yep. gold or exactly. whatever. And or a PC. lot of people aren't me. Like we just use it as a Christmas yeah, you gift. You go out of your me. way to do it yeah. for free somewhere else. And, uh, you know, we get asked this often with, I think we've had seven or eight questions that people asking, like, how does Game Pass make money? A lot of people, you got to remember, Game Pass is making money not just off of what you would buy, but what right. you're not buying. They're making yes. money when you're not buying things. And that's almost more important. People are like, well, if you bought more than two games a year, you're making a deal. That's right. But think of how many of people aren't buying any games a year. A lot of people don't buy more than two games. A right. Year. That's the For majority of, of people, people is they're not a buying. Large majority. And how and now many people wouldn't have a game, wouldn't have Game Pass, wouldn't have an Xbox or wouldn't play on PC at all. But right. now that there's Game Pass, they've become a subscriber. Right. That's the they're value. It's it's a blue ocean. It's a wide strategy. It's not yeah. a it's not a tall strategy. Like I said, services company. They're yeah. not stupid. They yeah. know how to do this. And I'm actually glad they finally leveraged it into this space because like this is something there as much as we, maybe we don't love it they're good at it you yeah. know like they've been good at it for a long time all right let's see what else we got we got one more thing to wrap up after about this conversation um cross-gen games which is going to become a thing like it is a thing uh phil said i think we're gonna take it on a case-by-case -case basis i feel like maybe he's got that tattooed somewhere on his body and he's just gonna pull his shirt he's up just and show giving himself lots stupid. and lots of options that's real he's smart yeah, yeah don't don't commit to anything that you're not ready to commit to that's why you end up like that uh platinum game that they had yeah <laughs> scale bound yeah. i was gonna say yeah. dragon don't. fall it's not dragon fall it's scale bound no it's not <laughs> dragon bound what what game dragon was it bound. again it was broody teenage dude with dragons. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> Devil yeah, no, no, made no, no, dragons. He's keeping his options open. He's, he's playing the game. He's being an executive. Yeah. When we talk about a couple of years, it's it's just when we look at the roadmap of games and the things that we're building, that's what we see. So we're trying to be blah, blah, blah. Yep. Yo, we're going to do what we're going to do until we can't do that anymore. And then we're going to. The <laughs> next point is the point that yep. I have been harping on from the beginning. Quote, yep. 
when we think about Xbox One, absolutely, we think about Xbox game streaming could be a good way for us to bridge generations and to be able to let people play those games. I have been saying that from the get-go. When they announced, hey, we're going to support games for two years and everybody lost their minds before PlayStation said it, I swear I wish PlayStation would have said it first because it just put me through torment for three me- three months of my life. Um, but when this happened, everybody was like, well, you know, they're not going to do that. I don't have to upgrade. I'm like, yeah, you don't. And here's the right. thing. I don't expect you'll have to upgrade ever because I think those Xbox One S's that they're still selling that'll eventually be $99, they're going to be cloud boxes. That's the plan. The whole plan is this to get as many devices into the world that can play Game Pass. It's a service. They're not going to turn off the Xbox One. Why would you? There's no reason to. There's no reason to. A lot of people straight up use it as their Roku, dude. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good media box, too. So they're going to bring it to smart TVs. They've already brought it to your phone. We know they're going to bring it to browser. Like, I've been saying this forever. They have 50 plus million Xbox Ones in the wild. You're just going to turn on the streaming app and go, hey, you don't. If you are that person that doesn't want to upgrade and you don't want to buy the box, you can still play Elder Scrolls through your internet connection here. Did you even know Yeah. It's It's genius. genius. It's genius. Damn it, Phil. I thought it was hilarious that people thought that uh, at the time when I said this, this is before you, but at the time when I said this, there were people that were like, you really think Xbox can do that? I was like, I don't think there's a world where they don't do this. <laughs> I stand by my statement, man. I'll stand by it till I die. Uh, services company. This there- was an easy one. This was this is interesting because like it it all goes back to like Sony is definitely pushing you the traditional console model. You buy new you buy a new box, you get new games, and Microsoft is like I don't care where you play our games. Here, does your toaster do it? Yep. Did somebody ran the Game Pass app on the Samsung TVs with the smart screen in them yep. and Did played you see it on the fridge? Market? Yeah, yeah. It, it runs on the new um. It runs on the new Google Streamer Chromecast, and Stadia doesn't. Oh, of course not. But you can sideload XCloud. <laughs> I have no words. We're not doing that today um, because Kyle wrote me right before we recorded. He goes, "Well, the Xbox Series X have the ability to stream on console like you can with PlayStation 4." So I assume that he meant like PlayStation Now, you can stream directly on the console, not right, right, stream right. from the console like Remote Play. Although they did update the Remote Play app in Game Pass, so you can do that on iPhones now. We can do that this week. They're using it. They're going through the browser. They're no, getting around. No, two different not? things. Two different things. Oh, that's right. That is X Cloud. Yes, 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 they yes, are yes, working yes. on a browser solution to bypass Apple. This is in but your own home. On the remote, remote stream, you can remote from your own Xbox to your Apple phone yes, starting this via week. the app. But Kyle, right. what I think you mean is streaming, like PlayStation Now. Yes. They said this. Uh, this is another reason why I was a little confounded. They committed to X Cloud on Xbox Ones at like the unveiling of xCloud, like three years ago, they're like, yeah, Mm -hmm. we're going to do this. They're going to put xCloud on everything, (laughs) everything that they make, tablets, surfaces, PCs, windows. Every time you buy a windows machine, you know, you open up your little, your little toolbar and you've got like those 18 apps that you want to delete. Game pass is going to be there front and center. Yeah, it already is. Yeah. They pushed it onto my husband's uh, laptop with this, with the, with the uh, windows 10 update. Phones. It's there. Of course they're going to put it on the 50 million Xbox consoles. They'd put it on the hundred million PS4s. PlayStation would let them. They'd put it on the 50 million switches. If Nintendo would let them. Yeah. This is, this is what they want to sell you. That's the whole point of streaming. That is the point of streaming is that it will go on anything that, that devices like my Chromebook, which has an i5 from four years ago, right? Yep. I can totally play Stadia and xCloud on my Chrome. I played Chromebook. I played uh, Gears 5 on my Chromebook the other night. 
just because yeah. I didn't want to go downstairs. I just pulled out my controller and paired up and played. You are the perfect example of, of laziness for that. <laughs> I love you, man. But I have, you know, I have a work to, to, to reiterate you. I have a work Chromebook that sits in my backpack that I leave in my car. And then I have a home yep. Chromebook because I don't want to carry my Chromebook back and forth from the car to the house every day. So I just you're, leave one. <laughs> at least you're not buying $2,000 machines. Yeah, it's not a Mac, right? Then I would make it's a Chromebook. It's like, a, it's like, it's like 200 bucks. bucks. It's like the S. Yeah, it's the Series yeah, S all over again. Why not? <laughs> There's going to be... You're going to open up your technology. pantry. There's going to be an S mounted right in yeah. there with a screen. Do you see I didn't it? feel like... Did you see the person that ran it on their smart fridge? They were running Doom on their yeah. smart fridge? Yeah, that was the one I was referencing before. That's, that's, that's hilarious to me. I want I, that I, well, My husband said no to that refrigerator. Oh, my Christmas lights to do game pass just projected onto your house the best projected onto your house all right i think so that they wrung all that out of mr spencer it was a lot Uh, in there it was a lot in there and i you know look everybody's hungry for if you're not going to ship us a box now then you give us as much information as you i'm so glad i got to do the xbox drive show with them because i even told them for a recorder i was like i'm not going to get to any of this on our next show like our next show is going to be this whole article there's too much. We have a couple of quick ones, and then we'll get into a couple more listener questions. We've hit two of them already. Um, but so this was announced. The ma- and we talked about the Halo Master Chief Collection on the 17th of November, which is one week after we get hardware. They're going to fully optimize this bad boy for this new box, and that means 120 frames per second in campaign multiplayer, split screen improvements f- up to 4K on the Series X. This thing is getting like I'm interested in. I wish I'm upset that they didn't have an Xbox Wire article because the tweet that yeah. they put out, I had so many more questions. I agree. Are uh, we getting four K one twenty actually in the campaign? I'm curious I, about that. I don't think so. There's no. I'm not going to say there's no way because I've said that before and I've been wrong. What I will say is, yeah, we do have four K one hundred twenty games that aren't multiplayer. That is a thing that exists. Sure. So, sure. I think. Look, man, if you're not going to give us Halo Infinite, this was the right call. Oh, absolutely. This is this was easy. this was the right call. Yeah. And it was a smart call. You've already this is already in the wild. Let's update this thing. And uh, sorry, my computer is like, hey, pay attention. To I've me. never uh, played. All right, so my I don't have a legacy with Halo. When okay. I had my original Xbox, I played Halo. I remember playing the opener thing. I did the Warthog. I even remember the way it looked. Okay, but I didn't play it because I hate the driving controls. And at the time, I played sports games i played action games i played adventure games like it wasn't i've always been a zelda player right so i always geared towards like the fable i always went that sure um then i found gears during the 360 generation and i just played gears and fable and didn't play halo at all so i missed all of those games what the halo master chief collection comes around and our previous co-host nathan was like you've got to play this you gotta play it Mm -hmm. so i played halo one played it all the way through beat it Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Told him I was like, I still don't really like it. Like it's it's fine. It's not that I hate it. It's fine, but it's not special to me. He goes, this has become a, a common anecdote. He goes, you got to play two. All right. I'll okay. So I played two. Basically the same thing. He's like, all right, listen to me. You got to play three. And I was He's like, right I'm not going to keep doing this. <laughs> like I see what you're trying to do here. Um, but ultimately, what I ended up doing is I like Halo now. Um, mm-hmm. I like. I liked hearing. Reach. Reach is um is among Reach and ODST. Reach is are my, my favorite. favorite. Reach is an exceptional play, Halo game. I got the Halo experience with Reach, and I think that's the point that's missing. With Reach, yes. I played with Sean and friends, and I yes. played in a party where we were playing. 
So that's how so I we played Halo and all that. Yes, every that's other how Halo played. game I've ever played, I played by myself. Oh, so my Halo Three launch experience was I stayed up all night with three friends from a forum playing through all of that campaign together. Uh, I went and sleep, and the sun came up, and we finished that game. Wow. And that was like that was an experience that I. It's the one thing I feel like I miss for from a new hardware. I want that. Ex- I miss that experience. Reach. I also did that with. It was not quite the same. Three is special for that reason for me. Reach is an exceptional game. Like it's exceptionally good. It was by and far the it. best story of the games that I, I agree. enjoyed. I agree. Um, I you know. So ultimately, I want to. I'll put this out there. Now I've got a ton of games to play, so I'm not in any rush to do this. But I've seen screenshots of Halo Four, and it is pretty. It is a pretty game. I think it's prettier than what I've seen in Halo Five. Just for the I style would, and the backdrop it's doing. I would agree with that statement. So but five I would off, like so. to play Halo 4 campaign, yes. Yes. but I want to play with a party. I'll a play. Dedicate a party. I don't care if we start Friday night and we just do the whole thing, Let's but go. I want to play Halo 4 campaign with friends and I want to beat that one and then yeah. I'll be ready for infinite. I will, have played, I will have played them all. Don't play five again. Yeah, I stopped at five. I li- five that was the first one I played. And I, I legit, <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is not good. Five really bummed me out. <laughs> and like and I'm, level, I was like, this is not five. Fun. But we should, I would be down to play. Is f- I, I think four is a four player co-op experience, right? I thought they were all four. <laughs> uh, oh, Johnny. In my cool. memory, I thought they all were. They might be uh, the ones that you could play co-op. The, we should the play. The one I that play. I played co-op, we played with four people. I think I yeah, played I with, would like we to- played with uh, Bad Bit. I played with, um, um, um. Garrett a little bit. Um, we had a few other friends. Sean has more friends than I. I don't. You know, I don't have multiplayer friends, so I don't think. But we can do this. I think me and you. We can get yeah. Josh or Nathan. It's like we can get a Halo thing going. We can play. I just need a commitment from yeah, four I'll people. Play. Like, let's do Halo Four together. Let's play. I, I will play Halo Four to completion with a with a group. It is Man, super fun that way. And to talk a bunch of one twenty. Yeah, let's go. I'm excited. Let's go. I'm excited about this too. Terrible I, I'm, launch lineup. What a garbage. I don't understand why he was buying one. What a what a hot you're take buying, you are. You're buying two, so somebody you're, else doesn't get one. You're the lead voice of like the best Xbox show in the world, and that's your that's your take. I hey hey, it's a bad take. Sorry, Ryan. It, it's I not, like it's you, not, Ryan, but it's a bad take. The only reason it's a bad take is because we don't live in that world anymore, and it's we've a just bad got, take we, because it this horse is dead. <laughs> it is it. specifically <laughs> correct. Yes, but, but we don't but live in that world. Fundamentally wrong, right? It's yeah. like it's like some of this like COVID thing. You find the one stat for COVID that lets you make an opinion, and then without you make missing it. this giant world of information that's circling around it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I didn't like about it. It's like yeah. it's too acute. It's so acute. It's acute in a world we don't live in anymore. Yeah, it's that's just the the way it is. Yeah. All right. What else we got? We got one or two more things. And guess what, kids? They're about Game Pass. We're gonna have to rename this freaking podcast. I'm telling Game you, Game Pass now. podcast. Uh, and I believe these it are some of these good. are live. Game Pass podcast is going to be a tongue twister that I could not. <laughs> I've already called it a podcast at least once in my intro. Dude, <laughs> you're killing me here. Um, Rainbow Six Siege is coming to Game Pass. Is that a big get? I think that I, you know what the reaction this game was? Like four or five years old at this point? Yeah. Well, there, a lot of people still play this freaking game. Um, it's a big deal. The reaction I got from a couple of my friends was wait, that wasn't already free to play? <laughs> It's done like several yeah. free, yeah, free weekends. Yeah, they do stuff. free weekends all the time. Um, this look, is one out- game that I absolutely love watching people play. I'm, I cannot do this game. Lobo, uh, former PSVG team member, he's in our chats often. Uh, Lobo Q, he plays 
Siege competitively. He's good, good. I'm so bad at games like this that I'm not even going to sit here and be like, I'll try it on Game Pass. No, no, no. I hope you guys have fun. I've never played it, it, but even watching it, I was like, oh, I can't do that. No, there's no way. I'm so bad that people will be like, you have to go. That <laughs> it's not play anymore. looks hard. Yeah, it looks hard. And I don't do video, I don't do video games that are that kind of difficult. Um, Where's the single player mode? Were they like, no were, they, were they direct me through all of these different little scenarios that i can do on my own they're like hey plant a bomb on the wall i want to say there is that oh really but it's not what you i i thought they had some I'll sort of that. training thing i i I'll maybe train. you should install it it's yeah. free no I'm not no. no neither am i, I, we have, I there are too many video games we discussed i'm very excited for call of duty i'm also very actually very excited about the classic lucas arts remasters that are hitting uh october 29 Game Pass, PC and console, Grim Fandango, Day of the Tentacle, and Full Throttle Remastered. You know, these games were good. That, so, I, you know. I never played these. Interesting. I'm curious to have you play them and see how you feel they hold up. I don't know without nostalgia that they're... I mm, played Grim up. Fandango when it came to PlayStation Plus, and to be okay. quite honest with you, kind of hated it. Like It was like, nope, don't want to play this anymore. That sounds about right. It was about, I think I gave it all 20 minutes. So I was they totally are, reading a book by its cover. Like I, I played, I was like, no, I'm not doing this. They are they are the quintessential classic point and click adventure games. And that means they're obtuse and weird and their humor. People have nostalgia for certain bits of that, right? Yep. And I, know, I don't uh, know that it holds Jason up. and Lucas love Full Throttle and I watched them play some of it. Uh, Day of the Tentacle is a maniac mansion sequel kind of yeah like spiritual sequel i believe you're correct yeah that alone makes me want to try it but um this is why i i wasn't very excited actually when they acquired double fine i know a lot of people have a lot of love for tim chafer and it's a pc thing again i Mm -hmm. think a thing that i just missed in my life i don't have it with him or these games or you know so like to me i was like i mean fine i don't care like i'm i've never played psychonauts Oh, that's one of my, that's up there for me. That's so I, like one of those games for me. But at yeah. least it looks like a game that I could get into. I love platforms. Yeah, you would probably like that game. So I'm excited for Psychonauts 2 uh, out of just pure curiosity of like, is yeah. this something I'm going to even like? Because oh, I never played the first one. It's weird and good. <laughs> I like I like weird and good. I think you might like the I'm first one. I'm a No More one. Heroes fan. Like that's, I'm oh, good for that. I'm, I'm here for that. That's exceptional. You are here for that. That's right. <laughs> I need a t-shirt. <laughs> All right. I am I am here for listener questions. Yes. We have, more and we have some time. This is my favorite freaking thing we do, people. All right. I'm going to say that right now uh, because I just like interacting with people. That's the best part. So we've talked about some of these already. Uh, let's get into a couple of other ones. Soundscape. I have a random question for you. Are you really excited about super fast, if any, load times for next gen? I feel like that's the main push for the upgrade. I honestly would be more excited if every multi-platform game was guaranteed cross-play. So he this wrote, is an interesting conversation. He wrote me this yesterday, and, and my response to him was, I'm going to save this for the show, because I've got thoughts, but I don't want to type them out on Twitter. It's like, it's too long. <laughs> Lazy man. Um, Tell me. Tell me your thoughts. I think it's interesting. I am excited for load times for next gen. Uh, I understand why it's the push in the marketing. Um, I'm not as excited, for example, say, ray tracing. I've lost like all hope for ray tracing. <laughs> I'm a ray tracing hater at this point. Oh, damn it, Donnie. <laughs> um, We're going to get so much hate mail. <laughs> but the reason that I'm excited for, and the reason that you're seeing it with Next Gen and why it's so prominent, Soundscape, is that it's a measurable thing that they can show yes. you. And Agreed. that's a hard part of the pitch for these new consoles, is I think the best pitch that you'll hear from these consoles 
It will be what we've already kind of seen from the preview cycle. It'll be from people that have them that tell you how easy they are to use, how fast they are to use, how uncomplicated and better their lives are for having the new consoles. You're not going to see it in resolution. You're probably not even going to see it like ray tracing is cool and you can definitely see it. But it's one of those things that I think you have to stop the picture and show it to people. Like if you put people on one console and just made them play it and then you put them on another console and made them play it and you had ray tracing on in one and not on the other one, I don't know how many people would know, to be honest with you. Because in motion, I think a lot of it gets lost. Like you have to kind of slow things down and really be like, look at the reflection that's being painted here. You know, because if you're just playing Spider-Man, think of how fast Spider-Man is. Yeah, I think it is served best in games like control games that are even like that are that are leaning on their atmosphere i think ray tracing has a lot of value but i think it's it has a lot of value and i hope it has a lot of value to the horror game space which is why i bought observer yeah you can leverage and puzzle games and like atmospheric games like you can really uh, manifest a very good example basically uh so far and i believe this will be the case just based on my my basic understanding of the GPUs that are in these consoles and what they're capable of turning ray tracing on basically means you're limited at 30 frames or lower. Yeah. That has to do with how hard that algorithm. So when you give me that, I don't want to play anything that's faster moving. So I only want to play a horror game that's slow and plotting. I don't want to play Spider-Man at 30 frames a second. Yeah. Um, So I'm not going to see a lot of it anyway, which is why I bought observer. Um, But the load times I'm excited about because it's just an indicator. It's a proof metric to people to be like, see, these consoles are better. Yeah, that's. I think that's why the push is definitely in the marketing. I'm excited about it, and we've talked about this multiple times because, like, I want. I'm impatient, and I want to be playing a game as quickly as I can oh, yeah. from from press of the button. I just want to. More excited go. about quick resume than load times. That's. I think that's related to load times because I of think course. what they leverage for quick resume is is linked I'm to how that all works that out. PlayStation's not doing it. Were you surprised? So you're getting a PlayStation 5, so we can have a little... A yeah, little... I'm curious to see. I don't think... I think it's going to be interesting to see because they didn't discuss it, but that doesn't mean it's not there. That's so true. I, I, I never want to I never want to completely count them out because there's been so much That's that they fair, haven't... because there's a lot about. of stuff we don't know. That's fair. I, I feel like I want to get that box and I see. I think their um, card activity, like, load states thing, that basically close. ruins the point of having also have a quick resume. Yeah, well, I think that that is indicative that they're doing some form of quick resume yeah, they're storing different. something in state it is different but, but i think different. they're going to do like their they're bookmarking stuff. a state in the game yes and um, i think that's interesting but I, so we'll see i took from their unveiling of their ui and all that i took that they're not they don't want to allocate the storage space to a quick resume i think i i don't i yeah i suspect we'll see i'm curious to get that thing and compare um I will say to the last point of this question i really wish that cross play across consoles was cross play cross progression all of that but here oh i'm sorry you're, you're right to bring that up i completely forgot to even address that point the point with cross play though is that that has nothing to do with the consoles it's not a next gen thing we could have cross play on our current consoles it's, we had it, it yeah. inadvertently with rocket league for weeks until somebody figured it out yeah like they it, can do it whenever they want it's just um i'll call it politics yeah, I think that's the right word or just like or ego or whatever word yeah, you want to use, right? Like I but I really wish I do wish garden. Ah, it's nonsense and it's silly because it you silly. Gain, you lose not like I I want to be able to pull like Monster Hunter World is a really good example. I own that game three different places. Just let me have one character. Well, you know, seeing, at least cross progression. We're seeing this stuff come down and what I said when this first happened when we had the first uh Jim Ryan 
quote where he was talking about protecting the kids and everything from crossplay. Um, the first point I ever made about crossplay is one that I believe is true. It's in, in years past, it was hard to drum up any, um, any, 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 any motive for doing yes. this at the platform level. Now, I don't think you can have that stance anymore. And the reason is so much of today's gaming is multiplayer centric and free to play. Yeah, and I agree. Those style of games and as big as they are, they will mandate and require cross progression and cross play. You yeah. can't like when your game value is literally the amount of people playing, you can't yes. afford to separate them. I agree. So I, I think yes. it will come down. It will take time. It will take people like the Epics and the Activisions and Call of Duty pushing the narrative forward. Yeah, I agree. And they have. They yeah, have. They have. You know what I mean? They've We're going to have to drag them that. through it. And you see it. PlayStation is allowing it on some, yeah. but there will come a day when they just go, we're going to do it for everything. It, it, we, we, we stand to lose nothing by doing it. Yeah. We're just losing we PR. Lose, is what we're doing. Yeah, just we lose bad PR. goodwill by not. And that's a yeah. problem. Yeah. Um, but that's not a console thing. It's not a power thing. It was never a limitation of the system. No, 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 no. It's not necessarily a next gen feature, but I think to the point of the question, it's like a thing I wish they would be solving in this gen. It would be like, nice. fix it. Like, well, Ubisoft, on, did you see their thing today? Yes. They're combining their services. Yeah. So they, they had like the Uplay thing and then they had right. the UB, whatever it was before. Connect. Rewards or whatever. So the rewards. new one is called UB Connect. Oh, okay. It is offering. The same reward stuff that you got before, but it's also offering cross progression for all of their games. So, oh. like, it's all being backed up in the cloud. So, you can play Far Cry 6 on your PC and then pick up where you left off on Xbox. As I understand it, it just came out. We don't know. But, and, and they were very clear to say all new releasing games moving forward. It's not backwards. Yeah, they're not going to. That's right. fine. Yeah. That's fine. So, like, I get Valhalla, not wanting to. You can pick up and play in multiple places. And here's the interesting thing about that is that we know that UB Plus, their subscription service, or Uplay Plus, I keep I call it UB Plus because that's what they should have called it. Um, yeah. It's coming, or it's been announced to come to Luna and Stadia. Yeah. Yes. They are part, they are, so Ubisoft is interesting because they are always everybody's partner on day one. Yeah. For everything. Yep. And I think that's interesting well, and fast. It was announced you know? for Stadia over a year ago and it still hasn't showed up. Look. So who knows if it ever shows up. But thing is, we're done with that. Thing. If they are doing cross progression and cross saves across all of their platforms, that actually makes maybe subscribing to one of those services much more appealing. Agree. If you can play on your console at home and then pick up on your phone on a better streaming service and keep 100%. going, that's yes. that's a win for that type of stuff. So I'm interested. It yes. was a it was a cool announcement. So the world's getting there. We're getting there. It p things are changing. The wheels are moving, if you yeah. will. Yeah. All right, let's do one more about Game Pass because that's what this show is about now. <laughs> uh, do you think, this was an interesting question from Derek. Do you think Game Pass is devaluing video games? I enjoy buying my games at full price because I feel like I'm supporting the developer. So hopefully they can keep making more games. This is interesting to me because anecdotally what I hear is that the deals that Microsoft cuts to bring games to Game Pass are very advantageous for, for the person publishing it. Yep. They are they're not cutting crappy deals. They are not doing an a Apple lot more TV. than we think yeah. they are. They are, they are making good deals, especially with some of these smaller developers. So I don't necessarily think it's devaluing games. Um, I think it stands to put games that people may never have tried into their hands more often. And that for some developers, especially smaller ones, has a ton of value. Like you might never have played Life is Strange if yep. it hadn't hit Game Pass. And now suddenly you played it and you're like, man, I want to see everything that Don't Nod does. 
And that, know, that's the use case that we see. We right. see that when we put these games in, it's a great way to prepare for your next announcement. Put yes. the old announcement in, announce the new we game, drive sales. So it's a good marketing tactic just on its own. We see that when games hit Game Pass, they sell more on Switch. They sell more on PlayStation. So marketing right. alone is great. Um, yeah. It's almost worth it for marketing. But the gamesindustry.biz articles that have talked to these developers, we had um, they had several developers that said, not only did Microsoft cover the cost of making the game we put into Game Pass, mm-hmm. they covered the cost of our next game. Yeah, they, these are not crappy deals by everything that's that I have read. That's stupendous. Huge. Stupendous. That's huge. That's that's not. They're not like, hey, we'll give you fifty thousand dollars if you put your game right. in Game Pass. No, no, oh. it's millions of dollars. Yeah, and, and I think that we'll fund your game, and 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 I think it bleeds some partnership. It it, it like it breeds that through the system because it's like yes we partnered with you to make your game a thing we made you solvent to make the next game a thing you're probably more likely to come back and also work with us again aren't you yeah like you're not you know it's exactly it it's return business largely and and deals that microsoft wants to make because they want that breadth of content across their service especially with smaller indie games it's like it's a win-win especially if the deals are good we're not talking by everything I read, the Apple TV or Apple, whatever Apple's like uh, arcade, yeah, arcade service, those were bad deals. They weren't great deals. And people have come out and talked about some of, those those. some of them did not sound super good. This is so I, I understand the cynicism in thinking that it wouldn't be good. Sure. But it seems as if Microsoft is doing. Right. And I don't want to just miss Derek's point. There is something when you buy a game like here's the thing. Um, yes. You're not being. You have the option. So, for example, I'm not saying this is the best use of your money, but I subscribed to Game Pass. I played most of the Life is Strange games there. I own mm-hmm. all the Life is Strange games. Yep, I don't me own too. them digitally. I own physical copies of everything. I bought game. collector's editions. Of I each of own them. all the Ori's physically. Yep. Yeah. The collector's editions when they launched. And I didn't even open them. <laughs> I tend to double dip across Switch sometimes when i do that like i'll play it on game pass and then i'll pick up a physical switch copy i like having the art sometimes like yes i have the you know the income to be able to make that choice but like i i understand wanting to support that dev and i for me it's like i'll just buy your game anywhere i can and i never think about supporting the dev um unless it's indie like i'm not really worried about supporting id or no this is is always indie stuff like they're good yeah (laughs) i don't have to worry about them there's that too three four three is fine they don't need my support Right. But these indie games, they do. And here's the thing. They're not locked to Game Pass forever. They rotate out. They still go on sale. So they're still reaching people that don't hit Game Pass. Um, Mm -hmm. If they have any sort of multiplayer, as we we see, Game Pass actually pushes that too. So it comes to Game Pass. You get a million people playing it. Those million people tell a million other people, hey, I'm playing this game. It's awesome. You should subscribe to Game Pass or buy the game. Or buy the game. And come play with me because the game is cool. Yeah. Um, and so like, there's a lot of different ways that I think game pass is supportive, but I understand the idea. One fact, uh, or one thought that I've brought up a few times, so this is not new for me per se, but I do think there's a negative effect on game pass, at least for me and my behavior. I rarely, if ever go to the store anymore. Interesting. I don't know I... what's coming out if it's not a, like a highlighted release. Cause Ooh. I just go to game pass. And I think that is a negative thing. I That's... do. They've got to find a way to mix some of that or something. Maybe give you a reward for checking some things on the store or something. Because I noticed that there were several months where I was like, I would go into the store 
And I would just see like a dozen games. Like, I didn't even know this was a thing <laughs> because they're not in Game Pass and I don't check. You you would be so surprised by my weird. No, you wouldn't type a tendencies. I make spreadsheets for that stuff. I'm a problem. But I do that on I've, Switch. On Switch, yes. I have a full wish list that I catalog yeah. and everything, but I don't I, on Xbox. Why? We, oh, because Game of Pass. that. That's interesting. Mine always just kind of goes across all the consoles and I make my call. And then what I do is before I go to buy it, I double check and see, oh, hey, or is this good? The other, the other alternative, a sweet indie direct comes out and I choose not to buy something off and the wait premise that, that it will be on Game Pass. Pass. I've done that before. I, 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 I try with indies not to do that. Only because it's like, oh, Ro like games like Raji are, are great examples. It's like that dev, that's a small studio. This is their first game. I'm going to buy it, right? I I, think, I can and I I'm agree going. with you there. You I know? do the same thing, but like um only when a game is something that I that I really want. And that's the yeah, difference. When sure. I really want to play something. So my example would be the Red Lantern. Yeah, that's the Red soon. Lantern comes out next week. Yep. It was announced day one on Game Pass a year ago. However, when they reannounce the game's release date, no mention of Game Pass. Doesn't look like right. it's coming to Game Pass. I'm not gonna wait for it to come to Game no, Pass. I'm gonna I buy it on Switch because yeah, I wanna play it right away. But if it was a game like Raji, that yes. I was like, that looks cool, but I don't necessarily feel like I need to play it. I'm going to wait for it to come to Game Pass. That's 100% fair. Because yeah. why else am I subscribed? That's why I'm subscribing. Like, that's the whole point of a subscription. I don't yeah, feel that, bad about it, that. I do a lot of, I use it as like a like Netflix subscription almost. Yeah. Or a game. I use it as a Gamefly subscription. I use it as try it's before you buy. rental, yeah. I use it as a try before you buy often. And especially with indies, if I love it, I'll, I'll either use the 20% off to own it or I'll snag it on Switch to play it a second time because I'm one of those repeat game people if I really love something. But yeah, I, I don't necessarily think it's devalued games for me though. I 100% still think, I don't always think I'm going to wait for Game Pass on this. You I, know, one I, of the things that, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I no, do that good. a lot. One of the things that, you. One, of the, one of the main reasons why I loved having you on the show, they said, I, I think we think in a similar cadence. It's mm -hmm. like, I feel like I will jump in and you will jump in and neither one of us get upset about it. But I know other people do when I record with them. So um, one of the things that I really liked that they've been doing with Game Pass is they've been treating it like a membership service and they've been offering yes. you discounts on other things. I think that might be a way of getting people into the other store stuff. Maybe yeah. a game doesn't come to Game Pass, but like, hey, are you a Game Pass subscriber? 20% off this other game if you go buy it today. Related items would yeah. be a really smart move, even get, if it's just other games you might like. And we get like movies store. and stuff, right? We get perks, they get movie rentals. Like I, yeah. I've, I've brought up several movie rentals. I think I like what they're doing. It seems like they're testing. Mm -hmm. They're random they're and they're fixed. like they're you know they're yeah. like kind of gorilla. You know, like they're not really promoted. But I would love for yes. Game Pass perks to include like hey, here's a twenty percent coupon off any game you buy from the store this month or something like that. Those would be nice even, little incentives to kind of spread the spread the wealth around. Even just like the because you play like Steam does the because you played this you might also yeah. like these. Just float the suggestions. Just yep. get people to the store, and it would solve a lot of your problems. I was even of, thinking like an ad or a tile in the Game Pass app like that. Exactly. Like but, it could just say, uh, you know, you because you play Doom, you might like. Yep. You know, take you Doom's to the a bad example, page. but. And it'll just, you click through and it'll have a store page. They need list to have some sort of discovery for that, especially for indie devs. Discoverability, I'm not concerned about for any other reason except for indie devs. They deserve I'm not to worried be about stuff. people finding Batman or Doom. Like those games, we'll, we'll figure that out. But the indie games, like let's help some of them out. Let's, let's help get some, because that's, we see that all the time. People being able to find it is the most important part. Yeah, they get buried. 
They yeah. get absolutely buried. And, and I if think you that don't know what it is, you're just going to scroll over it. Exactly. I think that's why a related games thing would be a really good idea because you like Life is Strange. You might like other adventure style games with stories that are written. That's a good idea. I wouldn't even be opposed to like, what if they did like the ID at Xbox did a little video promo. They were like, hey, did you play this on Xbox on Game Pass this month? Did you know that there are these these other five games in the store are similar to this? That's a good idea. It's smart. And Steam does this fairly well. Like you click through, um, you know, it'll give you suggestions and it's not always great. It depends on how big your library is, what you play, how frequently, but it'll give you like, you seem to like this style of game. Here are some other styles like, oh, you, you like tactical RPGs. Here are some other ones you may dig. It would be real smart for Microsoft to start leveraging these interconnections that they built in these services and, and link them together. And I think they can, and I think they will. They just need some time, but You'll get on that. Uh, let's see. Let's do one more. We've already run slightly long, but I don't care because we can. Yeah, we can. It's your show. Uh, I kind of love this question. I don't know the answer to it, but I want to put it out there. Rob wanted to know, is the Xbox logo on the, the new controller, the X and S series controller, dimmable? No. If you know for a fact it's not. I don't know for a fact, but I've How asked many people that have it, and I've looked around and I've searched for this. And it's not, here's the reason why I say no. It is not in my current UI and I'm on the alpha ring. I, you have, okay. So you have the most up to date. So software. if it's not in that, I can't imagine that's in on anybody else's unless they have something I don't have, but I have yet to see or hear anything about it. So I assume no. I assume I'm no. bringing this up. I'm bringing this up because my hugest pet peeve as a person who owns a lot of electronic devices is LED lights that don't shut off and dim. And I want them to sometimes because sometimes I want to sit in a dark room and be a creepy basement dweller and play a video game without the like pop of lights. I have never like, ever had an issue with the light. Interesting. And controller lights, generally not my problem. I'm just kind of bringing yeah, it up. I think it's a, completely a different than the DualShock because the DualShock is not only colored, but it yeah. casts the light out in front yes. of you. And that's I the, find it super annoying. Yeah, that's that. the annoying that's part. Dimmable. But that's the, dimmable. But the Xbox light doesn't cast anything in front of you. If anything, it just kind of like for me, at least as I'm sitting here thinking, I'm thinking of holding the controller in my hand and then putting the controller in my lap. Yeah, it's right. not even in my field of view. Like I'm looking How way up. You play in a completely dark room. Most of the time. Okay, fair enough. I, I don't, you know, I don't, like I said, I don't look down at the controller that much, but it brings up a point. Like when you look at, like, I would love those lights. I'm sure there's some lumen nessence, yeah, right? It, but I would imagine the screen brightness being projected at me would drown any of that out. Yeah, and generally I agree with that. It would that. have to be I mean, a dark game, I think. But there's horror games. Right, like so. if it was PT and I was playing completely in the dark with the absence of light, maybe yeah. I would notice it. I am also hiding under the covers when that is happening. But so it's don't fine. they make like, don't they make like little, uh, like I'm sure Etsy or somebody has like little they transparent decals and stuff you can put over it. They do. They make those for the PlayStation. But I also think that the light bar on the PlayStation controllers is dimmable. Not completely i think i don't it is know I, I know that for sure that. i don't remember i know that is i have given playstation some i've given the playstation fans some gruff over my dual shock battery life they are not great they're not all oh, no, they're, they're not great by today's like by, by today's standards they're atrocious yeah they're not good <laughs> but i mean i also don't have to put batteries in it so i just cycle back i don't think forth. i've charged my switch controller in three months <laughs> yo that pro controller is like it just Whoever, works forever. I don't understand who, what God they sacrificed to for the battery in that thing. Um, but that God. And it's a really good controller too. Great controller. Man. Uh, the D-pad sucks, but we're not going to do that today. As a, as a pro Tetris player, I am not. The D-pad sucks. All right. I think that's all the questions we had. I had to end on something silly. So go on. Silly. So, I mean, do you have anything else going on, Donnie? 
no, no, no. end this thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to end this thing. We have to, we're going to record a little a little blurb about a game that we've played mm-hmm. for review, but we can't tell you about it yet because it's still yet to be embargo. So I had to remind Donnie that we had to take it off the show. The idea so, was yeah, to talk about it tonight. Embargo so. emails, bro. Yeah, um, don't be that guy. So we'll release it in a couple of days. So you get a little a little bonus, like a little post show content from us here yeah. in a couple of days. It, it always gets sillier when we've been doing this for an hour and a half first. This is Woo! great. Um, I cannot Good tell you my mood has completely improved from See? the moment that I sat down. See? We both had a day and we were discussing this on Discord and I was just like, look, I'm like, you know, four minutes from table flipping. So this will be good. This will be like steam expulsion fun times. So, all right, folks, this is your reminder to uh, go hang out with us on Discord where all the nonsense is hit me up on Twitter. I'm ET dragon. Donnie is eat the hype on Twitter on the bird app. Um, and I'm here for that. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.